This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. And this is the show we talk with people in and around independent professionalized wrestling. And uh, please go check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and IndieWrestling.us where you can find a lot of the people we talk to in action over there at IndieWrestling.us and IndieWrestling.network uh, in particular, especially tonight. And also please drop us a line at GoodTimes at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or 412-206-WMS0 if you have any questions for anybody. We do have announced for interviews or if you have any idea who we should be talking with on this show because hey we can only watch so many wrestling hell we can almost so watch so much we can only watch so much tv wrestling at this point uh so if there's anybody that we're missing out on and you think we should have a conversation with please hit us up on there uh also please support patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show and thank you everybody that does uh, across the wrestling mayhem show uh side of our podcast network uh and the cool stuff we got going on there and check out all the rest of the shows at wrestling mayhem show.com a lot of great conversation we just had uh xander gabriel actually on the wrestling mayhem show uh chatting about uh the wednesday night wars and and light up fanny packs and uh and 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 the triple x movie with vin diesel for some reason uh so that was a lot of fun this week uh this week we have with us he is the destroyer he is the gatekeeper he is peyton graham joining us here in studio finally 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 this is a long time coming yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, but we finally got you hooked up here in the show, in the studio, yeah. with us. I Literally know. took Missy a week and was like, hey, get on the show. This is what and it that takes. Was it. This is what it takes. Apparently. That's I all need it was. somebody to book for me because it's Apparently. just. Apparently. Like, this is the way it is. We were just talking about how, like, hey, you need to be on the show. Please message me. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember this. Actually, the funny thing is uh, I messaged him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the next day I got a friend request from him. I was like, oh, we weren't friends. Okay. We weren't friends. Cool. Yeah, well, you know, cool. <laughs> you know, Wait, was it a friend request or a Twitter? Because I'm discovering no, it, was friend, it was on Facebook. It was Facebook because I messaged you on Facebook and like, I just I sent it to I'm you directly. Like, I'm like, why am I not following him? Like, that's just, I, I ask myself that all the time. Well, there you go. Hey, Graham, like we a little bit of a get to know you question to start us off. You've you've watched the show before <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> so first off, I like to ask people, uh, what is your earliest memory of uh, of wrestling? So actually, in preparation for this, I was trying to think about that. You're because, researching, researching yeah, the memories. Yeah, uh, I was actually trying to think about that because I I actually don't have like a specific age. Mm-hmm. I just have a very specific memory of my grandfather, um, him and I just sitting and watching like early Saturday morning WWE TV, and I could not tell you who was on it. I couldn't tell you the match, but I just remember like hearing the crowd and like seeing it, and like I, I think I was so young that it's one of those memories where like. I have it, but I don't have like all the fine details of it. Mm-hmm. But like, I I know that that's like that was when I was like, I this is wrestling. This is awesome. It's like, like it's like more the feeling than than the yeah. memory, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much like I said. I cannot remember. I think I was just so young that I don't have the full detailed memory. Mm-hmm. But like, I know that's when it was. Like, but my, it was always. Like, but it was always present. Yeah, and it, it was like my grandfather. Uh, like was pretty. Uh, like Saturday morning cartoons and then like 
my grandfather would be watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I was growing up, um, we lived with my grandparents. It was just my mom and I, and we lived with my grandparents and my grandfather always watched wrestling. So like he would basically watch whatever was on. And that's, like I said, I, that was my first memory of like sitting on the floor in the living room while like he sat in his chair and wrestling was on. And like, I couldn't tell you how old I was. I couldn't tell you anything else, but like, I know that's when it was. I was very young. So was this a follow through? Like, did you just always stay with wrestling and watching it throughout? I fell off pretty hard. Um, when I got older, probably like seven or eight, like young. Cause like, well, so again, I grew up with just my mom. Um, when I was young, we moved into our own place when I was six. Um, we got our own apartment. And I think when I moved out from living with my grandparents, I didn't watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was my mom's call or if it was just, that's just what it was. Um, so until I was probably about 12 or 13, uh, I started watching raw and like watching wrestling again kind of on my own um and then when we moved out um kind of personal story uh like my parents got back together when i was 13 so like we lived we moved in with my dad so like from that like gap of like just living with my mom there was no wrestling and again i don't know if that was my mom's call or if that was just a just a cool this is just yeah like this is just how it is yeah uh so um, but yeah, whenever we moved in with my dad and everything, uh, wrestling just kind of got back into my life. And I, I don't know if it was because kids at school were talking about it and I was just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to check this out again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really don't know what really pushed me back into it, but yeah. Uh, and then I obviously like as any person my age, or, like any kid back then, I like loved the attitude era. Stone Cold was my, was my favorite wrestler. Like, so, and I'll be, I'm going to be honest and like this is always a, t- a topic of discussion amongst people. Uh, but like I'm, I was never a WCW guy. So like anytime people were like, Oh, like what about WCW? And I'm like, I, I couldn't tell you anything. I know sting mm-hmm. was in WCW. Uh, I know Goldberg was there and I can't stand Goldberg, but like whatever. <laughs> uh, so you love him when he keeps popping up these days. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Love it. Uh, but like, yeah, I was a WWE guy, WWF guy mm-hmm. through and through, and it was I don't know why. I like I I do remember watching WCW a couple times, but like meh, like I don't care. Uh I think it it kind of also goes with like I've always been a DC guy, not a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's like the writing or the wait, art wait, wait, or what. I, I notice I I do notice uh having uh read the entirety of the the Blackest Night, I uh, the re- the rage the red, red ring, ring red yeah, that ring, I have uh, on my forum that's covered up right now, but yeah, uh, uh, and, and you you often uh, well actually it's on your your tights a lot. It is too. on it yeah. is on some of my gear, yeah, uh, yeah. I've always been a DC guy compared to a Marvel guy, mm. and again, I don't know if it's just a writing or if it's the art. So I feel the same way about WCW. Like I've tried it. I don't I don't know if it's just the writing or the the wrestlers or what. I just never got into it. I'd love to see a correlation between people that are into Marvel versus DC and then WCW versus WWE. And it may yeah. be an era thing, too. It could be. Mm. Yeah. But it's funny because, um, like, we were talking a little bit about, like, when Marcus uh, Connard and I did our podcast, that was one of the things that, like, we did one time. That wasn't uh, the Wrestling With Death one. Was it a different yeah. one? It wasn't uh, Wrestling No, no, no. It was Nerdberg. Nerdberg. We, we did okay. a... Yeah. This I don't know about. This you don't... Okay. So, <laughs> uh, we teamed up with... It was a group called Nerdberg. It was literally, like, two or three guys. Um, and they did, uh, just like reviews and stuff like that, like game reviews and stuff. And at the time, 
everyone was getting on the podcast boat. Um, so tell me about it. Matt already had, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Matt had already had the wrestling with death one. Um, I think he had already done a couple episodes cause I know I had been on it. Marcus had been on it. Um, so like he had done it for a little bit and it was like, well, Matt already has this ability. Why don't we do one for Nerdberg? It's something they don't have. Mm-hmm. So Marcus, Matt and I, uh, we would do the Nerdberg podcasts and, uh, like Matt and Marcus did their own a lot where they would just like, they would watch movies, but then they would podcast during it. So like basically what the premise was is like, Matt, like, a, like a watch along kinda, but Matt would get Matt, they would pick a movie. Matt would go to Marcus's, watch the movie. Marcus would get hammered and watch the movie. <laughs> uh, and then I, I'm it, sensing a theme here with Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it would just be Marcus would just devour the movie like he would just shit on it hardcore when matt was like well i think this mark's like no it's garbage it was awful uh they did green lantern the live action green lantern one the ryan reynolds one i remember i remember vividly they had to text me and ask me if i had it because neither of them owned it so i had to bring it to marcus's uh by the time i got there marcus was already been drinking so he's well (laughs) on his way to get this podcast underway i stayed for a little bit and was like i gotta go like i I'm not saying for this whole thing. And like, I remember when I left was like the point when Ryan Reynolds is like in the center of like the green lantern symbol mm-hmm. and his hair, like his hair. Oh no, it's when he's fighting Sinestro and like the wind's blowing his hair. And Marcus is like, look at his hair. It's gorgeous. It's magnificent. And like, what's good. Just going on about his hair for like 10, 15 solid minutes. And Matt's just sitting there going like, can we just, can we just talk about something else? Like how awful Sinestro is. And Marcus is just, <laughs> His hair's amazing. It's I'm like I, I'm leaving. I gotta leave. Like so, yeah. Uh, we yeah. So the podcast thing was interesting, but the Nerdberg thing was kind of a. We got asked to help out with that, and then we kind of started on nerd uh, like Nerdberg podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and then like Matt started doing his wrestling with Death one more. So the roundtable discussion that you were just brought you had brought up about like the marvel dc mm-hmm. thing we did one for matt specifically it was supposed to be for nerdberg but for some reason matt put it on his channel i don't know what the reasoning was i guess because it was all wrestlers it was me paul uh me pollock larusso marcus and matt and i don't think we were watching anything but i think we were literally just doing one of his wrestling with deaths like <laughs> but just talking <laughs> so there is one out there i don't know if matt has it available anywhere mm-hmm. but there is one out there uh, where it's just the five of us discussing random stuff. And I couldn't even tell you what the hell we talked about because it was so long ago. And I just like, I don't remember it. I want to roll back into wrestling. So, uh, you know, again, you're growing up with wrestling. You're a, uh, I'm sorry, WWE guy, WWF, mm-hmm. WWE guy. Yeah. Uh, at what point do you figure you want to get in the ring? Here come the cops, by the way. Hi, great. <laughs> great. What's well, fire, fire, fire? So fire thankfully, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, it's not the police. Um, I don't know. I think that's one of the, uh, one of the things where it was like I was a fan, but it was never like, um, yeah, I want to do this kind of thing until mm. I think it was until I found out that there was local wrestling. And okay. I was like 16, 17 at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a friend of mine had started training. And so Dan Sandwich and um, Destin Vane. We're, we're in a training class together mm. uh, and a mutual now, friend now of ours. As, now known as OSHA Inc. Now, yeah, now known as MT OSHA, OSHA Inc., mm. whatever. Uh, 
They M- MT oh. offended in, across the border. Oh, M- I didn't know that one was a thing. Oh, it's something. M- MT offended. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. Uh, especially with the Ronnie Starks. I'm always offended. Uh, but it was... So, a mutual friend of ours who did eventually wrestle is Robert Colossus. Look that name not, up. Not, not somebody I know, no. Look that name up, Sorg. Robert Colossus? He wrestled Doink the Clown for FNW. Who didn't Who didn't wrestle Doink the Clown? Uh, well. <laughs> um, the other question is, which indie Doink is it? It was, it was before... Uh, Matt Bourne actually. Oh, really? Well. So yeah, okay. and I I don't think it was Matt Bourne. Okay, I'm almost positive it wasn't him. Um, but yeah, so the, the, this mutual friend of ours, he wrestled is Robert Colossus through FNW, trained with um, Sterling James Keenan, and oh, I'm sure I've seen his name on their website back in the day. Probably, but the like when he originally started training, he trained at PWX um, under Nikita Alanoff. Which is where I got my start. But Bobby had already like been out of training, out of wrestling, everything. Um, so it wasn't until I was like 19 or 20 that I started training. Um, and it was with a mutual friend of mine from high school um, that Bobby, like the Bobby knew too. And he was like, hey, this place in McKeesport, they have training. It's these nights. Like you guys should go down and check it out. Hmm. So uh, both of us started training. And then... Like a month or two later, my buddy dropped out. Um, I don't know what happened. He just he stopped training, and I started. I kept continuing it, and then unfortunately, Nikita I guess had a falling out with PWX or whatever, and he moved to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and then the school was like the school just kind of shut down. So I had been training for nine months at that point, and was like, I don't, I'm not done, but like, mm-hmm. I also don't have anywhere to train at this point. So I took like a year off. Um, kind of just hung out until I found the FNW school, which Robert Colossus, like I said, he started training there. Um, I trained at the FNW school, uh, for a couple months and then eventually found my way at PWX. And like when I went back there, Crusher was running the school, um, had his own class. That's Crusher um, Hansen who yeah. just recently retired. Yes. Um, he was actually training a class that had Travis Fame in it and Terry Ring um and tony tony hansen those kids came out of it um and i got there and like worked out a little bit and crusher was like why aren't you why aren't you wrestling and i was like nobody told me i was uh, it was okay too and he's like yeah i'll I'll talk to quinn uh and then like a month later i debuted at berg brawl in 2019 uh 2009 of april and that's the big uh that was the big like kind of royal rumble yeah that's yeah berg brawl is their like big it's beast brawl now but yeah right right, yeah um but yeah, Berg Brawl is like their big rumble they mm-hmm. do every year. So like that was a uh, actually the funniest story is everyone always asks me like how do you get how did you get your name? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always I wanted to go by my shoot name, and I told Quinn this, and he's like, no, that that sounds stupid. And I was like, cool man. <laughs> so just told you your real name sounds stupid. Thanks for telling me my <laughs> real name's awful. Uh, I'm gonna go over here now. Uh, so he was like, all right, this is what we'll do. This was in in March. I was debuting in April and he was like, next show, come back. Like we'll get together, bring me like five names. And I'm like, okay. So me being me, I, I kept my name on there. Cause I was like, this is what I want to do. It's like, this is, this is the name I want to use. And he had me write, like come back with him the day of Berg brawl when I was going to debut, uh, come back to him with a list of names and was like, 
here's like here Quinn this is what I have and he was like what like this is stupid like we're not going with this blah 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 and whatever and oddly enough and uh, Dan Sandwich will probably say something about this but I sold his he used to be platinum Dan Miles uh, and I didn't think about it at the time and this is 100% truth I was platinum Peyton Graham when I started and it was literally because Quinn uh, Quinn was like, if you could think of something to do with Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, try to work that in there is like one of the names, like we're probably not going to use it, but like, let's, so I was like, okay, PPG, like, what can I use with PPG? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, platinum became like the moniker of it, of like platinum Peyton Graham. Uh, I could not tell you what the hell platinum Peyton Graham is or who he is. Um, he was a dude with silver and black gear with like sunglasses and he came out. So f- actually funny story about that. The guy I was training with uh, that dropped out, my friend from high school, he got back into wrestling as a manager. His name's Greg Cherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I debuted, he debuted with me, and he managed me, I think, for like three months, and then like disappeared again. Which is like, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. I was like, all right, man, cool, like whatever. So if you go back and like watch my old videos on my YouTube, mm-hmm. I have, I don't have Bergbrow, but I have my first match. I think was in May or June. And it was Mad Mike comes out and beats the crap out of BC Steel, which uh, is always a good time. Qualifier, that is a different Mad Mike, not the one from the Wrestling Mayhem show. Yeah, I always, for, forget, for the, I always forget there's a second one. That's uh, okay. I just found out there's a DJ Mad Mike like today. Oh. So, yeah, in, in the city. There you go. They should just all get together and like <laughs> have do a Mad, Mad Mike things have together. Have a Mad Mike off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, but yeah, so Mad Mike comes out, he beats the crap out of Ben, uh, and then like... I come out and I debut and like my manager cuts his promo on him and whatever. I come out. I think I clotheslined him and like punched him. And then that was it. Like that was my debut. That was my singles debut. Um, but yeah, so like the platinum paint and gram thing literally came like the day of Berg brawl and was just like Quinn picked the name of a, li- out of a list. So when people are like, what's your, what's your, what's your deal? And I'm like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. Just rolling with it. Yeah. So literally, I did that for like four or five years, and was like, I'm dropping this shit. That, like, I'm done. <laughs> like, that's, that's like that, that, that's so interesting because like so so many people like their entire career. Like, I I just heard a story of somebody else about how they got their name. It was so like absolutely random. Mm-hmm. And now this is your identity for your career. Yeah. <laughs> and you just yeah. roll with it. And that's the thing is like I really did go through, um, and like Marcus and Pollock will attest to this because. At, like, year three or four, around the time where I was, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what I want to do. Like, um, I was getting to the point where I was, like, I'm done with wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't know what I'm doing. Like, maybe I'll take some time off. I'll come back and, like, rebrand whatever. Like, whatever the case is. And those two started coming around. Like, I met them. And, like, everything kind of changed then for me. Like, wrestling became more fun. I, like, now had the – actually, the funniest story is I meet Pollock and Marcus. They're on the, the deck of the old PWX building, the old log cabin. I introduce myself. They tell me who they are. Mm. They tell me where they're from. And and Pollock's brother and I actually know each other, his youngest brother, like years before I've met Pollock. And I'm like, he's never told me that he had a brother that is in wrestling, let alone went to Lance Storm's school in Canada. And he just like laughs and he goes, yeah, that's him. That, you know, I don't want to say his name, but like, he's like, that's, that's my brother for you. And I'm like, dude, really? So I messaged his brother like the next day. I'm like, why didn't you ever tell me about your brother? And he's like, I didn't think it was relevant. I was like, <laughs> all right, dude, cool. So like, 
I was like, that's just, that's such a small world of like, it just, like I said, it just came a whole way around. But yeah, I, uh, I, the platinum paint gram thing, like never kind of took off. And then like, I would always get this thing where like, uh, like I would, I would start coming off and then like, I'd get cut down, like coming. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is for me. Mm-hmm. And I really think a lot of times wrestling is like who you surround yourself with. And at that time, I didn't really have a lot of because I didn't have a training class that I belonged to, so I didn't have like so you didn't have that kind of crew. Com- I didn't yeah, have that yeah. camaraderie or like the brotherhood, whatever you want to call it, like at then until Paul and Marcus came around. Hmm. So like that's always kind of been my thing of like I I think that's why like back then looking at it now I kind of like yeah I would have left wrestling until I found like how to have fun and like people that were like like mine right right so but yeah it's just it's weird and then like I still remember. Marcus would always be like, what the hell is your character? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. And like Marcus, who is uh, like very much like, we need to know the story. We need to know where they're going, where they've come from, who they are, like everything. Yeah. Marcus to look at me and go like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, all right, we're like, we're going to figure that out. And then, then like, it just came to the point where it's like, yeah, this whole platinum thing's not like, it's not a thing. It's not who you are. So talk to me a little bit about that. So what, you know, how did you develop into the, the Peyton Graham, the destroyer, the gatekeeper that we have? now? Uh, uh, like, I'll be honest. It, it, I've been wrestling for almost 11 years. It'll mm-hmm. be 11 years next April. Um, I don't think I started doing the destroyer thing until the black hand society started okay. and that was in 2013 and, and that was a group that included it was marcus was managing us marcus um, man it was me and pollock and then mm-hmm. uh system lead ty and edrick yeah so so this, a lot of names there that we now know of from iwc and rise wrestling yeah actually real quick uh is ty cross the only one that still hasn't been live on the show uh he has not been in person in studio no he has been on a stream showing us his ducks but he hasn't been live no perfect i beat ty cross that's all i you care did about beat ty cross that's all i care it's about. not without like trying oh no to get him you, in here do you realize as a friend of his yes how hard it is to get ty out of his house <laughs> like he's got all those damn ducks to take care of he man I, we've been to his house there are so many freaking ducks there <laughs> like he legit has a farm mm-hmm. like i'm pretty sure they have like two or three cats they have a dog they have like 20 some ducks it's a it's a I, big bag tie crosses a double cross ranch, right? It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the full title when you drive to his house at the very end of the drive. Ronnie starts is saying, "Ha, suck it, tie." Shut up, Ronnie. <laughs> also, you do have some other comments out here. Before we get back okay. to your development here, uh, BC says your name isn't Peyton Graham. Holy balls! Hashtag Camp Crusher. Uh, yeah, Camp Crusher was a uh, was a group that I was in. It was me, Tony Hansen, Crusher Hansen, obviously, and BC Steel. Um, uh, Ben would probably be able to bring up the video quicker than I could find it because I'm sure he has it saved in his favorite somewhere. There's a video of, I believe it's Quinn. Um, they're doing something in the ring camp crushers on, there's another guy and his, his first name is Joe and I can't remember who he, what he wrestled as, but he was, he was, um, a former Chikara guy and he was part of it like here and there. We, we each pop up on the apron. So Joe jumps up first. Quinn knocks him down. Tony jumps up. Quinn knocks him down. I jump up. I not only go down from the punch, I miss the apron completely, and I hit the floor like a freaking ton of bricks. And it is one of Ben's favorite videos of me because <laughs> all you hear is a loud thud like a dead body just fell over. 
and it was the old log cabin so like it wasn't like a solid floor it was there was another level underneath it so like it i hit and i thought i was going to go through the floor and literally ben like will bring it up every once in a blue moon or like he'll find the clip of it and like send it to me and be like he just laughs like Mm -hmm. he just laughs and he's like you felt like a lead balloon i'm like i know ben i was there like I came that close to hitting this, my head off the steps. Like, I remember. I remember very well. <laughs> Let's roll back to Black Hand Society. You were telling me about that and that kind of developing. Yeah. So when we first started, actually, it was because Pollock and I were tagging. We came into Black Diamond. We didn't really have anything to do. We wrestled singles a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we realized, like, aside from Froflex, uh, which was Andrew Palace and Chess Flexer, and System Elite, they didn't Fro- have any tag teams. I remember Froflex. Fro Very young Andrew bills. Palace. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they didn't have any tag teams. Yeah. So Marcus, Pollock, and I decided, like, we ride together anyways. We're friends. Like, let's just let's just have fun. Like, hmm. let's do some kind of weird tag team thing. So the whole thing started with me and Pollock are tagging. We're thrown together. He's, he's a good guy. I'm a bad guy. We have to find a way to get along because we're now a tag team. Like, Black Diamond Management has forced us together Mm. um so the overall story of it i didn't realize until a while after everything had finished with black and and the fantastic ones which was me and pollock and everything um was me and pollock were forced to tag didn't wear matching gear didn't come out like to music together whatever we were the worst tag team in the history of black diamond the absolute worst um so much so to when we finally thought we were a tag team because we had gear we came out together everything um so much so that every time we wrestled we somehow managed to kick each other in the dick uh and it was like a three or four month thing and i think it was because we wrestled Froflex uh that that constantly happened i'm not 100 percent sure because there seems to be a, a thing with chest flexor and getting hit in the crotch Seems right. uh but yeah there was like i i definitely remember there was once one time where Pollock threw Flexer in, or I'm sorry, Flexer threw Pollock in. Pollock did the up and over, and I went to kick chess, and I kicked Pollock in the crotch. Uh, the next month, the next time we wrestled them, same thing happened, except Pollock came down. I stopped myself. Flexer put his face in between Pollock's crotch, and I went to kick Flexer in the face, and I kicked Pollock in the crotch because he moved. So that happened a lot, <laughs> and that was like the story of like, me and Pollock aren't a good tag team to eventually getting to system elite, who was the black diamond tag team, Mm -hmm. like not just the champions, but like they were the tag team. They had been there forever. They were established. They were the guys. Um, so eventually like Pollock and I got our stuff together, uh, kind of figured out what we were doing. And the story went from being the worst to being the absolute best and the longest reigning tag team champions of black diamond. And I think also the only three-time tag team champions. Hmm. Uh, and it's actually funny because in the whole scheme of things, I never lost the tag team titles, like officially. Mm-hmm. I got hurt, and Ty Cross had to fill in for me once. So Ty Cross lost the tag team titles for me and Pollock <laughs> to, I believe, Jay Flash and Chris LaRusso. Then we won them back, Pollock and I. Had the titles again, and then we got stripped of them because we couldn't defend them. I don't remember the reason or whatever. So then they had a Royal 8 tournament. It was a tag team tournament that me and Pollock went the whole way to the finals against Chris LaRusso and Strider to win the titles there. So I've never officially lost the Black Diamond tag This is the most random tag teams I'm hearing. Uh, We actually, I think that's, it was Drake, who was it? The first round was Drake Raddick and Noctis. 
Wow. I think was the first tag team. And then it was Remy and Keith, who we eventually lost the tag team titles to, mm-hmm. which was a great tag team. I, I like those guys as a tag yeah, team a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Chris Lurson and Strider. But I, I'll be honest. We did a lot with Chris, Chris and Strider down there. Um, and it was one of those things where at the time Strider was just looking to work a little bit more mm-hmm. and Black Diamond fit his schedule. And we were like, we kind of need tag teams again because we, we pulled System Elite apart. They were part of our group of singles. Um, Drake and and uh, Noctis weren't regular guys. Like yeah. we just threw extra guys in there for the tournament. Yeah. Um, I think we had Meat and Potatoes. The guys from Mega it was uh, Big Mo and Brandon X. They were tagging a little bit as Meat and Potatoes. I think they were okay. in there. Um, there was also the Church of Resnick, which was Sean Resnick um, and Apollyon, I think, okay. was his partner at the time. No, I'm sorry. They were straight Jack and Mafia. Um, oh, it was it was Dan Sandwich and Resnick. Okay. And um, so, like, we had some tag teams, but, like, we were like, dude, we're doing a tournament. Like, we need to throw some people together. Yeah. Um, but, like, at that time, LaRusso and Strider were kind of established, and, like, we had screwed them out of the titles a lot at that point, so... It got down to us, and that's like it just we went over for it. But it like it really came to the point where I looked back at it like a year after we had finished everything, and I'm like, wow, Pollock and I really went from like the absolute worst freaking tag team ever uh, to like one of the best tag teams ever. And that was probably one of the most fun times I've had in wrestling is like the whole black hand thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I still to this day, like I love that whole time. Like, and it, it, and I hate to say stuff like this because like I know how this is probably viewed to a lot of people, but like. I had a lot of fun because I was working with my friends and I got to work against my friends because mm-hmm. like on the other side of the ring was guys like Jay Flash, Chris LaRusso, Tony Johnson, Matt Connard, um, like Sean Resnick. Cause I, I used to tag with, with Sean when he was still Sean Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the, we were uprise or uprising. Yeah. Uprising. Like, so it was a lot of guys like even Dan, like I liked working with Dan. Like when we did stuff with him and Sean, like that was a lot of fun um drake braddock we got to work with brian bowers like him and drake tagged a show like it was uh, a random brian show. bowers another uh lance storm graduate i believe right? yeah yeah and it was and it, it was a lot of fun and like i had a lot of fun working with those guys and like some people were like kind of crappy about it and we're like oh they're just working their friends i was like no like these are all the guys that are at black diamond now and like it just mm-hmm. happens to be like those are who we're working because those are the guys that are available well that, and that seems to to help the environment too a little yeah. bit it's a group like that i mean a lot of those guys you know familiar names if you're you're you know keeping an eye on uprise rise wrestling mm-hmm. with a y uh with a y <laughs> with a y can't qualify uh but uh but but also like that's some of the best wrestling in the area is what yeah. they're doing down there yeah. you know because they're really kind of you know can pull stuff out of each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i will say too like black diamond was um, it was not just fun because of who I was working with and what I was doing. It was fun because at the time Jake Garrett was booking it. Um, yeah. and Rick's always been in charge of it. But like, I remember when I was training and like, it was Rick was running it, but then Nikita was booking it. My original trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't wrestling. So like I was coming to a ring crew and like stuff and watching the shows, but like they had guys like Darren Smythe come through there and Devin Devine and Dash Bennett and like stuff like that. And I would watch those shows and be like, Oh, this place is awesome. Mm. And then, like, to finally come there and realize, like, oh, this is a place where you really get to, like, grow and develop and not yeah. have to be yeah. under – not necessarily under someone's thumb, but, like, you're not under the scrutiny of somebody else telling you what to do. 
you literally can go there and Jake's like, well, what do you want to do? Yeah. Or like, who, who do you want to be? And that's where the destroyer thing came from. And, and that's a lot of that is happening because, um, we see, I, I start to see germs of ideas kind of roll out there. I think it's mm-hmm. the first time I saw the OSHA gimmick. Yeah. The first time I, we saw the good guys kind of come together as a thing, you know, and they just they, they debuted a fight society this, this past weekend. Okay. You know, so I mean, that's like, you know, it seems like, a, you know, I, I always hear about like, oh, we started doing, like, how many times have I interviewed just like this? We're like, we started doing X in Black Diamond, mm-hmm. and then we started doing it everywhere else. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's the it's always been an incubator for Pittsburgh wrestling. It's yes. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is like. Um, and, and it's in Benwood, West Virginia, south of Wheeling. It is, it <laughs> is now in Benwood, know. yeah. It has been in Wheeling. It has been in Weirton. It's been in Brilliant. It's now in Benwood. And um, by the way, BC Steel has dropped that clip. There it is. Into I the knew, chat room. I knew it was going to happen oh, sooner boy. or later. Uh, oh, boy. There's some Joe Dombrowski in there. Uh, hi, like, Joe. He gave me a time code. No, he's in the video. Oh, so, Joe is uh, in the, Yeah. I think he's commentary? Yeah. Uh, well, he's Or is the, he interviewing? I see him interviewing BC. And let me see if we can pull this up on the oh, video. There, there he goes. Is. That was Joe. Okay. That's Tony. And then okay, here comes me boom. to my death. Boom. Just... Lead balloon. I don't know if you can hear sound on there, but like it's it's a thud. <laughs> it is a loud thud. Did not bring it up, but it is in the chat room. It is. If you guys is, want to pull yeah, that up later, it is. Oh, something. Oh jeez, it is something indeed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the high spots. Hey, I want to get so. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about a little bit of uh, because I I don't know if we've had this conversation before or not. Apparently, I don't remember, but I didn't realize I knew that you were. Uh, uh, very big into Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and I grew up on it. Big fan. You have yeah. no idea how much I wore out the A track of the original movie soundtrack <laughs> in my dad's truck. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, but I didn't know that you started the Steel City Ghostbusters. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, in uh, May of two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, actually, May twenty sixth, two thousand eight was our first like meeting of the wow. group. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy because I we were just talking about it before we started this. Um, our our Facebook page has just reached five. I think it's probably over five thousand six hundred followers now. Maybe it's or it's very close. Um, but that's been like a year longer than my wrestling. So like I'm going on twelve years for that. And the really cool thing is uh, this actually this coming May twenty sixth. Um, I have an, I got an official proclamation from the mayor of Pittsburgh, from mayor Peduto of it being like Ghostbusters day, like still city Ghostbusters 12th anniversary day of in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, so like, that's, that's really cool after doing all of it. And like, yeah, it's, I think, like I said, I think I thought it was common knowledge in the wrestling community that that's what I did. And that's part of who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, like ask Ronnie Starks, he'll tell you like up and down every time he comes to my house or something he like has to put my proton pack on uh and it's like it's something i built myself so like i was just looking at this because i think you guys did you guys have a table over at uh, uh wizard world this year we did yeah, yeah, yeah they invited us to come out i was checking out some of the proton packs was, yeah we had a nice display there yeah we on. had um a friend of ours from he's from virginia he came in for the weekend because he has a 25 foot inflatable stay puff marshmallow man Jeez. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, when he was running around with our crew is when he first got it. He was, mind you, he's still in Virginia, so like he's driving like six hours just to ha- come hang out with us. And the one day, one of our members who he would stay with all the time, um, like sent a picture to our group on Facebook and was like, "I don't know what the hell this is, but it has George's name on it." But it came to my address, and it's gigantic and it's heavy as hell. 
I had to help the guy, like the delivery guy, like put it on my porch. And we're like, uh, did you call him? And he's like, I called him, but he's at work. Like he's not answering. Like, I don't know if I should open it or what. So finally, like hours later, George gets off work and he like calls Sam and he's like, Hey man, like go ahead and open it. It's, uh, it's something like you guys can use. Like I bought it, like, but it's for you guys. And Sam literally, he says he opens it and it's just this big, gigantic black duffel bag. And he's like, I don't know what the hell this is. Like George didn't say anything. He just told me to open it. And he opens the duffel bag and it's just Stay Puff's face. Like as soon as he opens the duffel bag, he's like, it's just the marshmallow man's face. Like as large as I could ever imagine in my life, like staring at me. And he's like, so the next day, I because this is a night when George finally got back to him. He's like, the next day, I realized like, oh, there's another box on my porch and it's a blower. Like to blow this thing up. It's a giant inflatable. So thankfully where he lived, he lived out in the country. Yeah. He's like, I just took it out of my yard and blew it up uh, and like sent us <laughs> pictures of it. And it's just this giant thing with his arms out, like in the middle of his yard by his pool. And he's like, George, what the hell? And he goes, well, like, I, you know, I couldn't get it in America. So like, it's not the greatest one because like copyright issues and blah, blah, blah. And like, you want to have to like get it from like China. And it was like two grand. Wow. And he's like, I so I bought it and like I sent it up there so like you guys can use it for appearances. And like I'm gonna come up this weekend and like check it out. And, like it's just like this like <laughs> out of nowhere. Um but yeah, so like I've been doing that for years now. Um it's a lot of fun. I I enjoy doing it. Like we just had an appearance this weekend uh at the place in Monongahela. Uh I think that's and, where we got pictures from here. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Uh that's the building there. Um it's Angelo's is- too. Yeah, this is this is not wrestling or anything, but there's this insane like there's tentacles and a stay puff on the on the top, and it's just this restaurant. All inflatables. Right? Yeah, All it's inflatables. a pizza shop. I guess they do stuff for like they do Christmas and stuff too. So like that corner of the building there, they put like a gigantic Christmas tree on the corner of their building. They put a big inflatable Santa on their roof. Um, but this is the first year that they've done like this. And um, I was explaining earlier, the tentacles are actually made by somebody. I wish I had the guy's name, but I didn't get to meet him. He made all those, and when they first put them up, they only had the four in the corners there. And then they added, I think, like seven or eight more. So there's like a dozen tentacles on this building now. And I love, like, the the pictures are, it looks like you're investigating it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We definitely did some, like, set-up photos to make it look like we were on a call. Yeah. Um, But I I really enjoy that stuff. Like, Like, that's the weird thing. It's like, I think that time in my life when I wasn't watching wrestling... Uh, that like six to 13 year old me of like, I just watched the real Ghostbusters cartoon a lot. Like I had the toys. Oh, yeah. I had all the Ninja Turtles toys. Like yep. I had the, I had the van, everything. I had the, fi- are, I still have we, the firehouse from like my old, like real Ghostbusters. We, toys. we are definitely of the same area era and I definitely still have those in my basement. I mean, yeah, I, I have them. We just moved into a new apartment and like we have a finished basement. So I yeah. definitely took a corner to myself of like all my wrestling stuff, all my, my ghostbuster stuff like my toys mm-hmm. i i don't care i'm i'm 34 years old and i still have toys i don't care like i really don't <laughs> you've uh, seen our studio right I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I it's funny because i feel more weirded out by people that are our age and like they don't have some kind of like some kind of memorabilia of like their childhood or yeah. like some kind of like Oh, like as I grew up, like this was the one thing that I've always wanted to keep, I mean, or like something. Well, like, even, even I, I, doesn't that happen with wrestling too? Because mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, I grew up on wrestling and I grew out of it. Like, a, you know, yeah, I'm a big grown up now, right? And and 
you know, that's become less and less, mm-hmm. you know, as wrestling has become mainstream. Hell, it's on like Fox Sports now. Yeah. Right? Uh, with, this, with this new deal that just happened. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it's probably been never as mainstream as it is right now. Right. So, um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird too because like I have a lot of people like where I work, um, I have customers that know like I wrestle and then they also know that I do the Ghostbusters thing. So like yeah, I yeah. literally get like as the weekend's heading closer and closer, I get, oh, where are you wrestling this weekend? And I, I'm like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. I've had customers like the Springdale show. Yeah. I had a yeah. customer come to that show. He brought his son and his kids. And I think he had four kids. He, they came to the show. They loved every minute of it. And now every time I see him, he asks me, when's the next one? I want to come to the next one. So I was like, Brandon, we need to get another Springdale date yeah, because yeah. this guy won't drive to Connellsville, but he'll drive to Springdale uh, and he wants to come. And like, I had a friend of mine from like my childhood when I like, I used to go to camp every summer with my grandparents and like, I've known him since I was like six or seven he came to the Springdale show with his mom, who's known me since I was a kid, mm-hmm. his older brother and his brother's wife. And like they came and they bought – well, he bought everything on my table in my merch. <laughs> um, like every sticker, every photo, every like shirt, everything. And then like he bought – his brother bought one. His mom bought one. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. You guys really didn't have to do that. But like thanks because yeah, now I'm going to leave yeah. here with some money. Like uh, – but like it's so cool to me. Like I, like, I ran um, a show my my high school couple years ago um benefit brawl and i like when i was setting all that up i don't think it fully hit me like when i was a kid in high school like playing basketball in this gym like i always wanted to wrestle in the school like that's just one of the things like when you're a kid like i'm gonna wrestle like blah 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 like that's gonna be what i do and then like i started to like talk to the principal like who was obviously not my principal but like yeah I started talking to their principal and he was like, yeah, like we'd love to do it, blah, blah, blah. Like what's the, what do we have to do? And it never hit me. And then like, I went to like two of the lunches, like the week before the show to like sell tickets and it still didn't hit me. I had the banners with like the match graphics on it and everything. And it still didn't hit me. It was literally like the ring was set up. The entryway was set up. Everything was there. And I'm like staring at the gym that I went to school in. And I was like, holy shit, I'm having a wrestling show in my high school gym. Like, this is awesome. Uh, and, like, I had so many, like, I think we did almost 300 people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had so many people ask me, and like, when you guys come back? Like, And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's up to the school, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I really just want to, I just want to do that again. So, like, Springdale's kind of been that for me. Like, um, I've been helping, like, Rise, like, find locations. And, like, thankfully, like, Springdale's really worked out for us. Yeah. Um, and they were, like, the people that run it are like super into the wrestling too. Like they hung out the whole show and were like, this is awesome. You guys have to come back. And Brandon's mm-hmm. like, we'll talk. Like <laughs> I got to figure that out. Um, so like the fact that I have it at least close to my house is cool. Cause like my family's not driving to like when I was wrestling McKeesport, like they're not, they're not driving to McKeesport. Mm-hmm. Sure. as hell aren't driving to West Virginia. Like, but Springdale's manageable. It's still it's still like pulling teeth with them sometimes, but like it's at least manageable. So and and, and this was and by the way, the match you had in Springdale was you and MV Young. It was which was the street in fight, Springdale street fight, Springdale street fight. Yeah, which I mean, I think a trainee got thrown at you. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I was what... going back and looking at clips from the match uh, on, that I uh, gift and everything. Cause yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, do I have something? And it's mostly like MV Young dying and throwing people at you. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> so... much, and I feel like that's pretty much like when people ask me like, "What's the destroyer character?" Mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Uh, 
I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get hit with a lot of stuff. I get, apparently get people thrown at me. Um, and then, like, I just, I just fight. Like, I just fight people. <laughs> Speaking of this, I want to, I want to touch on this and then we got to roll out of here. Uh, but, uh, you know, also you're working with Uprise. Mm-hmm. You're kind of this, this gatekeeper. Yeah. Uh, you just had a, a great match with another new guy. Um, um, the great, the great Alexander. Alexander yeah. I want to get it backwards. Yeah. Uh, who's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, has a lot of backup though. Uh, does. You know, talk to me a little bit about that. Cause again, this is, this is a, a, a group that is kind of the, getting some people ready for the rise roster. Right. Some people, I think that, I think the line is people that are like, like three years and under in wrestling or um, need that kind of next yeah, step. Yeah. I seems. think it's, I think it's kind of viewed as, yeah, I think it's like three years and under, yeah. um, you know, trainees, people that are not even to, to rise to Brandon's class. Like, yeah. You know, they have kids that are coming in from Ohio, West Virginia, stuff like that. And it's nice because we they're announced with representing the AIW Wrestling yeah. Academy, the Iron City Wrestling Academy, uh, which is uh, awesome. You know, the, you know, the you know whatever the case may be, and ones I haven't heard of like Violence Academy and stuff like right. that. Uh, so it it really kind of plays that uh, pretty nicely. Yeah, and it it isn't super nice too because then you have guys like Jordan Styles, mm-hmm. who is is one of the Rise trainees, but like. He's doing so well at Uprise mm-hmm. that it's like it's almost a shame to lose him. Like if he actually wins and gets to go to Uprise, it's like why well, yeah. it's almost a shame yeah. to lose him at Uprise because kind of a cornerstone. Yeah, and like doing he's great stuff doing in RWA so well. as well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah he, his stuff with Rev was it was great. Like all mm-hmm. that stuff that he did there. Um, but it's cool too because like we have guys like Zach Vincent who's like not really known in Pittsburgh, but he's been wrestling for years. Yeah, like longer than I have. And it's just like Zach just never got that like break in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He's wrestled in Pittsburgh. He's been in RWA. He's been here and there. And it's like Zach's just never gotten that like platform of like, this is what I can do. This is who I am. And so like on top of like giving trainees and young guys a chance, like you're giving other guys like Zach a chance. And it's it's so awesome to be a yeah. part of. And I, I honestly genuinely do love and appreciate everything that goes on at Uprise because I love working with the guys I'm working with there to help them and like give them advice and pointers and stuff. And I always say this and, and call it what you will. Um, I'm freaking nobody. Like I'm just a dude that's been wrestling in this area and like surrounding areas for the last 10, 11 years. Um, but like, I genuinely do like seeing people get better mm. and I, and I love being able to help. Like when, people come up to me at uprising and like, Hey, did you watch my match? Did you see this? And I can actually sit there and go like, yeah, man, like do this differently or do that mm-hmm. because I was that guy. And, and we make sure like there, there are multiple TVs in the back. At yeah. Least, at least the hard cam. Yeah. Whenever we're at a rise or an uprise. So that like, which is awesome because I couldn't tell you like when I was their age, like coming up, like mm-hmm. not having anything or like not even getting feedback. Yeah. You would be like, hey, like you would ask somebody like, hey, can you watch my match? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Not a problem. And then you come back from your match and you're like, hey, did you get to see this? And they're like, oh, no, I was going over this or like mm-hmm. I was doing this or whatever. So like that's something that and I think it's with Marcus and Matt, like they're in the same boat as me. And like they kind of had that, too. Like, mm-hmm. like people need that kind of response, that kind of feedback, like maybe not instant gratification, like coming back and watching the stuff you guys film and stuff like that. But like just having that, having the ability to go like, Hey, I didn't get to check it out tonight, but like, I'm going to get back to you this week. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need that. And I like, it's the same, that's the same as any other job. You and, know? And it's kind of nice. Like ones like uprising, there's a few other promotions, in the area with that mind of, we need a place for these guys to grow. Yeah. You know, it's like not 2PW. Just, 2PW yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I, I'll be honest. I don't know really a lot of like um, UXWA. They're mm-hmm. they're doing mm-hmm. some stuff with like the AIW trainees. And yeah, stuff, we, which we is just great. started working with them last month too. So, okay, yeah. So again, seeing some different people and seeing some AI, AIW people. I've had yeah, because I know too. Direction's been down there. Yeah, um, TKD. I've, I've seen him down mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, stuff like that is great because like I didn't have that whenever I was wrestling. You yeah. know, young, when I was younger, I know Matt didn't like. It's like you so. had you had like the two or three groups, and those were the platforms, and that was it. Yeah, and you were with the one because they wouldn't let you go to the other ones. Right. And now we have like eight options, and there's a little more, especially coming up. It seems cross pollination. Yeah. So with that, hey, we're at a the almost fifty minute mark on this one, so yeah. I'll try to keep it at podcast length uh, that we like to do. So on the way out here, let me know uh, what is the best and worst thing about wrestling for you. Oh, man, in your eleven years, in my eleven years, ah, uh, I—I'll be honest. I think I just kind of hit on it. The worst part about it is like not always having that mentor or person you can go to, um, to kind of like get feedback, get honest feedback. I think, I think honest feedback and just honesty in general in the locker rooms is just—it's—it's it's hard. It's hard to come by because not saying that like anybody has their own personal crap to deal with isn't important, but like you get people that are just jerks to be jerks sometimes. And it's like, I'll be honest, like I'm viewed as an asshole a lot and I get why I come off like that. But I, we we have nodding off camera, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's my PR representative. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, It's just, I like, I genuinely do like want to see people do well and do better and like I'll be, I'm gonna say this right now. Like Lee Moriarty, if Jeez. that kid's not gone in two years because he's somewhere else wrestling somewhere better, I might personally hunt him down and kick him in the ass. Like <laughs> that dude is so good, and it's so crazy, like how good he's gotten. Because I saw Lee when he started training, mm-hmm. and I see him now, and I'm like, man, like you're so good. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane how mm-hmm. good you are. But that's because Lee had guys like that to help him. Not necessarily an uprise, but he had guys to be like, hey, like maybe try doing this or like maybe think about this. So I think that's kind of the best and the worst is like, I think now compared to when I was starting out, that's the best thing because there are guys that want to help and want to push the next group of kids, whatever you want to call them, uh, like push them and be like, Hey, be better, do better. Mm -hmm. Um, and get, get out there. Like if you have to jump in a car with somebody, the one thing I, I was told um, by somebody was always like, if you can jump in a car on a weekend, whether you're wrestling or not, do it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like, I wish I would have had that knowledge when I was year one, year two, um, because I just didn't. I just didn't do it because mm-hmm. I was lazy. You never know what's so, going to turn into. I exactly. Mean, I mean, just past this weekend, somebody just happened to be at a show and uh, ended up being on the card. There you go. So in a pretty That's happened spot. with me at Real so, Shoot. I went down mm-hmm. with Connor and would just was down there hanging out. And the guy came up to me and was like, do you have your stuff? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, go get it. You're in a tag match. You're one. I'm like, okay. So, yeah, I, I wish I had that knowledge when I was younger. But I think that is the best and the worst because you get those guys that just don't want to help you. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of guys now that, that really do want to help. Real quick, best and worst about being a Ghostbuster. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, the best is honestly, the best is – the pe- meeting the people and the yeah, kids yeah yeah by by a lot of awesome kid photos on that page we're oh yeah at. yeah I mean, that's the thing is like it's really weird because we always have this discussion in my group there's this weird age like gap of like you have the people that are our age uh-huh. that know ghostbusters that grew up with ghostbusters yeah and then you have their kids who yeah. are 
being fed Ghostbusters because of the parents that grew up with and Ghostbusters. And plus, it's kind of coming back, right? Yeah. Like, the awareness is coming back. Yeah. Um, but then, like, you have this, like, weird, like, middle age of, like, I guess teenagers, early 20s that are, like, I don't know what the hell that is. Or, like, and I'm I'm not going to crap on the movie, but, like, the women's movie. Like, right, right. I know Ghostbusters, and, like, you guys aren't the Ghostbusters. And it's, like, <laughs> no, like, all right, just... So, like, I... I You're not I, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, well... <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think I think where's Thor? The absolute yeah, right. Where's <laughs> Fat Thor at? Uh, I think the best thing is definitely meeting the people and seeing the kids and like the people that are my age that like just can't even believe. Like we literally get people go like, "Holy shit, you guys are actually Ghostbusters!" And it's like that's the response I want to hear. Like the fact that like people are like in awe that the fact that there's call us idiots, call us whatever you want, but like mm-hmm. there's a group of people dressed like Ghostbusters and like mm-hmm. just hanging out and having a good time. Uh, but then you also have the people that like want to grab all your stuff. And I'm like, Hey man, this cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Get the hell off of it. Like I will break your finger. Don't be so handsy with yeah. this. This isn't a toy. Yeah. This isn't made by Kenner. Uh, yeah. You cannot get this at Walmart. <laughs> awesome. So where can you people find about the, uh, steel city ghostbusters and, uh, about Peyton Graham on uh, social media? Uh, well specifically steel city ghostbusters. We have Instagram, we have Twitter. Uh, we have our Facebook. Like I said, it's been blowing up lately. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm pretty good with keeping up with the social media and stuff on those. Uh, so are the other guys on the team. And then from Peyton Graham, uh, Uprise. Uh, November is our next date. I'm probably going to kick the hell out of Great Alexander because mm-hmm. uh, I owe him one. But, uh, yeah, right now, just Uprise. It's kind of my focus right now. Awesome. So Go check him out. It's great to finally get in here have a, a yeah. long conversation with you about I get this to finally and Ghostbusters. See the, and- <laughs> the one room you guys rent. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Uh, please check out everything and you can check out Peyton Graham in action on IndieWrestling.us and uh, Uprise exclusively on IndieWrestling.network uh, and actually the featured match from the last Uprise is Peyton Graham against the great Alexander so you can oh, see cool. that match for free on our YouTube and uh, Facebook for IndieWrestling.us thank you so much everybody for joining us please check out that and WrestlingMayhemShow.com and until next time please support Indie Wrestling and Still City Ghostbusters Taste of the pain, sick, sick, sick. You know how I act now. If you got a problem, come and see it from the background. Act wild, This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.